Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on what time you listen to this. My name is Tori and you are tuned in to No Fame Thursday. Shouts to me for getting it right first time. It's still a bit fast, but here we are. So, life has been kicking my butt the past week. I'm not even going to lie. Maybe not say kicking my butt. My time management is not great. Let's just put it that way. I think, or not I think, I have subscribed to the fact that no phone Thursday, that Thursdays are my day of rest. So I don't necessarily want to set up and like film a podcast. And then Wednesday night, I don't really want to do it because I usually go ham Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So I can just chill on Thursday and then get back to things Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? So um, I'm trying to take Sundays off as a day off actually as well, to be fair. Um, But yeah, the past week, yeah has been mad as you guys know i'm in a studio i've got a studio space in catford se6 um rushy green it's in rushy green so if you live in catford or you know about catford it's kind of opposite the the big costa in catford or primark you know i mean not primark peacocks in catford it's next door to that or what else what other landmarks are there it's um near Nando's, couple doors down from Nando's, um, yeah, anyway, so I've been there for, been in there for like three weeks now, something like that, and we got the space for free, as you guys know, and basically, um, we, we get funding, right, which we didn't know we, we would have, um, because the charity that we applied for, with the charity that we applied for, for the space, via they applied for they applied for funding before we um before we even you know knew about it anyway that's irrelevant because they've got money because they've got money then obviously now they're giving us money to be in the space which is great which is dope we get money for our like uh projects that we're doing and stuff which is really cool but you know like you know how funding works if you don't know how funding works it's usually certain things you have to do to hit a certain criteria criteria in order to get money now, Arts Council are a funding charity and they're super specific about how you spend your money. They're so, like they're probably the most specific, they're the hardest to get money from. So a lot of the money that we're getting is from them. Anyways, we have to do nine public facing events, full day events, or 9.5, so nine full days and a half day, um, in order to get all the money that's allocated to us. If we don't do nine full days, then obviously you don't get the money, it goes back, blah, blah, blah. Now, I'm sharing my studio space with three, no, with two other creatives. And I don't know, like, I, I can be quite um, an unorthodox kind of and maybe hippie type person. I kind of just go with the flow, do what I'm doing, la, 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 la. I definitely have that side to me. But then also when there's like deadlines and things and things that have to happen and things to be done, I want to get them done. I want some sort of structure. I want some sort of... Even if I'm being hippy dippy and I'm being like la di la da, I need the confinements of some sort of structure, right? So like, you know, these are the times we're doing this. This is the this is the timeline for this. This is the aim for this. Do you know what I mean? And then I can kind of be hippy dippy and free flowing within the construct the confinements of of structure. So we have to put like certain things on the window, as I'm sure you know, being on a high street especially when our shop's been closed and like literally there's like four shops in a row, four or five shops in a row where, that we're at are all closed, like shutters down. 
So when people see the shutters going up and we're right, we're right outside the bus stop, like shutters going up and down, people going in and out, people are curious. You know what I mean? People want to see that they're, they're peering in, which is, you know, cur- which is, which is fine. Like, do you know what I mean? You want to know what's happening. So it's when you see three young women like going in and out, right? So that's calm. The only thing is we get to put like a sign on the window, right? About what's happening, what's going on, da, 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 da. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Now, because there's three of us, we're finding it really difficult. I'm not going to say we. Some of us are finding it very difficult to um, to put things in place. I like the confinements of a structure. I'm very hippy-dippy. I'm very like, la, 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 do what I want. Um, and, but I need structure. I need that to be with the confinements of a structure. There needs to be some sort of deadline. There needs to be some sort of, you know? So we... Like, I'm very detail-orientated, you know what I mean? I need to know the specifics of certain things. So I ask a lot of questions. Anyway, long story short, basically, I'm finding it quite difficult to navigate being with two other people who, um, one of which doesn't seem like it's a priority for her being in this space. Um, Highly, highly frustrating. Um, The other one is a little bit more flexible, which is cool. Like, we vibe a lot more, um, which is cool. But... We we can't seem to come to an arrangement. You know, one person is very more dominant than the other. And maybe they may feel the same thing about me. They may think I'm quite a dominant person. I just want to get dates down so I know what I'm working towards and I know what I can do. It has been so difficult. Like, literally, I'm like, yeah, cool. Like, this is done now. This is set. And then something changes. And someone's like, oh, I can't do this. Or I want... let me not do that, use that voice because that's very patronising. Some people are like, I can't do certain dates. I can do certain dates. Oh, I'm going to be here. I'm going to do that. And just don't have any care for other people in the space, um, which is highly frustrating to me because as much as I'm a quite a dominant person, I'm very much a leader. Um, I I lead by doing, do you know what I mean? I don't say like this and this and this. I'm very much like, okay, cool. If it was me and I was sharing a space, what would I like it to be? I don't want to come in and say, these are my dates and I'm not, and I'm not, you know, flexible. Whereas certain people are coming into the space and they're doing that. They're literally trying to monopolize a whole month. How can you monopolize a whole month? Please come and tell me. You're sharing a space with three other people. You're hardly in the space. You're not even going to be creating in the space. The two other people are going to be creating in the space, but you, you want to monopolize a whole month and be like, yeah, it's wild to me. So my frustration the past week has been building. I'm trying to find ways to like let it go because I can't control people. I can't, do you know what I mean? But of course it's affecting me directly because I'm in the space as well. So I'm finding it really hard to kind of like, um, what's the word? Just do my own thing without a concern for other people. I just don't, that's not, that's not, that's not really how I function. Even if I'm sharing a space with somebody, I still want to be conscious. I cautious, conscious, cautious. I still want to be, yeah, like, you know, like, um, you know, uh, what's the word? Um, I still want to be insert word here for them being in the space. I still want them to be able to be, you know, use the space how they want. And you know what I mean? Like feel like they're heard and not feel like I'm just like some dictatorship when I'm coming and saying what I'm saying. Um, I'm the oldest. I, I realized, you know, a couple of days ago, I realized I'm the oldest in the space. Um, um, and I, and I, and I think the way I, we are all as individuals, we are all, um, leaders in terms of things that we've done, you know, directors, filmmakers, you know, uh, creative directors that we're all leaders right within the fields and things we do and we all are doing fashion and and photo I mean not fashion um film and photography that we all have 
all very different in very different ways, in very different veins, completely different, but we're all leaders. And I think in, in that we are all functioning in very different ways. And it's really frustrating that people aren't having some sort of give. So I find myself feeling like I'm being ruthless and I'm probably not being ruthless when I think about it, I'm actually not being ruthless, but, um, I find myself feeling as if I am, um, you know, I've, we, we, we selected dates that we wanted to do things together and have the space open and blah, blah, blah. And now that's changing because someone else is doing something else. And I'm, and it's really, it's really frustrating to me. Um, and I feel like the youngest person is, um, very much like, oh yeah, well, you know, this changed. How can I change this now? Can I change that now? Because she's not actually actively in the space and she's not doing anything that, that is affected by the public. Like, the things that I'm doing are very public. I need the public involved. The other girl, the public needs to be involved. This third girl doesn't have the public involved. So because of that, she just does whatever, like willy nilly, like not aware that if you change dates for us, it changes dates for what we say to the public. Do you know what I mean? Like it it changes things dramatically. It's not just two or three people that you have to tell. You have to tell like everyone, like I'm publicizing dates and now dates are going to change. It's highly highly frustrating to me like highly I'm definitely underselling it or maybe I'm overselling it but it's highly frustrating to me and because of that I literally feel like drained like even doing the episode today yesterday I kind of knew what I wanted to do um what I wanted to talk about and then today we got an email and um obviously I'm not on my phone but I need to I needed to update the other two on, on the email because I ask specific questions. So then I've shot, I've shared it with them. And I'm just saying, just so you guys know, I'm not on my phone on Thursdays and they're just taking long to reply. People ain't reply. And I'm just like, yo, I'm over, I'm over this. I'm fully, fully, fully over this. Like I'm fully going to get to the point where I'm going to start to be very ruthless and very cold. And it's inside of me. People that know me don't know that about me, but it's inside of me. It takes a lot, you know, for me to um, to not let that side out. You know, it's been a while since I've been like quite ruthless and quite cold and quite like, I don't care. But there's some points where I'm like, I'm being pushed beyond. And I don't know if this is a lesson for me to be ruthless and be very self, like, this is, you know, do what you want to do, Tori. Like, not F everyone else, but, like, just do your thing. Or if it's, like, be patient, have some more patience, have some more patience. I don't know if it's one or the other. I don't know. I don't even know if it's some completely different lesson. Um, But I am being tested. I am being tested. I am being tested. <laughs> because... I'm ready to say F it. Like I'm literally, everyone that asks me about the space that talks, that comes into the space one-to-one will hear me bitching about this situation. And I'm sick of hearing myself bitch about it. I'm sick of hearing myself complain about it. And here I am having 11 minutes of me complaining about this situation. Um, but it's a very real reality. It's a very real reality. When I when I talk about the things I want to do in this space and things that happen in this space, I'm very much excited. It involves my community. I've never done something like this before. You know, I've got an exhibition coming. I've got a visual study that's happening. And I really want to get as much people involved as possible. I'm one person, you know, I'm one person. Um, and because of certain people in this space, I've had to move my exhibi- ex- exhibition six weeks earlier than I planned, right? And yet... <laughs> 
I am still having to say, hello, can we have some dates on what's going to happen? Because I am doing this six weeks earlier. That's taken six weeks at, bro, an exhibition in a, what is it? A hundred foot, square foot place, space by myself, me, one person, the only photographer, the only curator, the only creator of, of this whole thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, so for me, I'm, um, it's, it's just at the point now where I'm just, I'm really over it. We've got a meeting on Saturday. So at that point, if nothing gets decided or things get decided, I'm like, this is it now. This is it for me. This is what I plan to do. I've got my whole thing planned out. Like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven days of structure in four months isn't a lot. Well, nine days technically, but I've got other things that I want to do. Like, do you know what I mean? Like it's not a lot out of four months. But anyway, so that's basically what's been on my mind currently, like quite a lot. Um, well, on the whole of today, because that's what I've been doing. I've actually had to be on my phone today, which has stressed me out because I don't, I, ha- I don't, I didn't have that time away from my phone. I've been on WhatsApp chatting, you know, in this WhatsApp group, and it's frustrating me because I don't, I haven't had my time off now. I'm gonna go back into the world on Friday, Saturday, and I'm gonna be high strung because I haven't had my time off. Do you know what I mean? So it's really like having no phone Thursday has benefited me in so many ways. Like I really, I really, really highly suggest people to have a digital detox day, which is kind of what no phone Thursday is to me. It's not really a digital detox. I'm still on my phone. I'm still doing things, but I don't reply to messages or I'm not in anyone's, no, no one has my, you know, demanded time or attention. I have no obligation to answer anyone's messages. I never do anyway. I know one that never has obligation to message someone, answer a call, you know, call someone back or anything. We have no obligations to do that, but we do because it's what you do. And if someone calls you, you call them back. Someone wants to, you know what I mean? And we're, we're kind of in a constant state of, well, for me anyway, it feels like almost a constant state of anxiety when something happens out of the blue. Maybe that's just me. Um, someone calls you, someone messages you, da, 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 you have to get back to them and, and you're doing a lot of things. I'm doing a lot of things. This isn't the only thing I'm doing. I'm doing a lot of things, right? I'm juggling a lot of things at once. So when I have to call someone back or do, like it, it's very, and it's very high. My anxiety is very, very high. Um, So having a day that is like a detox day for me, a day that's just like, no one ain't expecting me to call them back. And I'm not going to call them back. And I'm not going to message you back. And I'm probably not going to message you back the day before, the day after either, because so many people have messaged me. You know what I mean? I've still got a couple of days grace. Um, And what happens is people, and I said this before, what happens is people adhere to what you, how you set your boundaries. You know, no one gets to infiltrate No Fun Thursday unless I made that decision. And I make it very clear to that person, I'm just letting you know that I am letting you infiltrate this because of this reason da 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 and that's it so it's not like oh you just get to do it when you want I make a decision to let you know that that's what's happened do you know what I mean and everybody needs to be aware of that and whether you feel uncomfortable or not uncomfortable or whatever whatever with what's happened I don't really care because actually it's my life and actually you are a part of my life I'm choosing you to be a part of my life whether you're a family member whether you're a work colleague whether you I don't whether you're giving a million pounds from a charity, from a, for, for, yeah, from charity, for what I'm doing and I've applied for it. I don't really give two monkeys. I'm letting you into my life, right? And I will not feel um, apologetic or apologize for setting boundaries that don't go with how you function in the world. That has nothing to do with me. Absolutely nothing to do with me. 
you know, if you want to connect with me in any way, work-wise, personal-wise, whatever, this is how my life works. Either deal with it or deal with it. There's no don't deal with it because you won't be in my life if you don't deal with it. You know what I mean? So you have two options, deal with it or deal with it. And um, I think once you come, well, once I've come to that realization, and it sounds very ruthless when I say it, but I'm not a ruthless person. So even me saying it ruthlessly and trying to be ruthless, I set a boundary, which isn't a, you know, hard wood boundary. It's really not because I'm just not that person. But in me trying to be a more ruthless person, I put myself first because I'm trying to be that way. And so I'm probably like 50% that way, which is, you know, better for me because I'm not, you know, adhering to other everyone else's beck and call, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like loads of loads of us have our phone on silence and have no notifications because we don't want to be at the beck and call of our phone of messages. You know what I mean? Like that is kind of where we're at. And um for me, no phone Thursday is one step one step further. So when I don't get to have my Thursday, it's like how people don't when they don't get their coffee in the morning or you don't get to go to gym, that gym that day, you like you don't that thing you do that gives you energy, gives you life, gives you, I don't know, escapism, makes you feel great, gives you your personal time, whatever it is, when you don't get to do that, yo, it's like the frustration is high. And for me, it's Thursday. So I came on here having, wanting to talk about something else, but just here being like, you know what? This is wild. I need my Thursdays. I need to like, you know, set that boundary um I literally wrote in the group and I want to tell the girls when we have a meeting on Saturday I'm not about on Thursdays don't expect to reply on a Thursday like it's not going to happen um it's funny because we get emails from the charity on a Thursday morning I don't know why that happens but every single Thursday morning since you've got this space emails come on a Thursday morning and I'm just like bro I need you guys to know I'm not going to reply um so that's partly my fault definitely because I wanted to share with you know with my studio mates um the update just so they're aware and again that's just me who that's who I am like I want you to know that this may affect your your time in the studio so like here you go do you know what I mean and it's I don't know that's just that's just how I am isn't it like I want everyone I would want that to be done for me so that's just how how I show up in the world do you know what that is a good segue into what I was going to talk about so I wanted to talk about, uh, I saw a post, yeah? Um, so let me just reiterate the segue. I'm the kind of person who will do things for people because that's what I'd want to be done for me. Like, that's how I think. I think, oh, I would I would have liked that. Or if I was in this person's position, if that person was in a different position, I'd want them to tell me this. I'd want to know this information, right? Of course, it doesn't always work out. Some people don't want to hear truths. You know, it doesn't work in every situation when... You've got to tell someone hard news. Some people don't want to hear hard news. Some people want, you know, to live in the in the blissfulness of um, ignorance, you know. But in most instances, when it's information-based, as in, like, this is going to affect the work I'm doing. This is going to affect, you know, my creativity. This is going to work my creative... This is going to affect my creative practice. This is going to... Things that aren't, like, based on emotion and feeling and relationships. All that aside... In instances, I just want to know straight away if, you know, funding's going to be less or if, you know, you do this is going to affect how you function in a workplace. You know what I mean? Like, I want to know those things 
like ASAP Rocky. So that's just kind of how I function, right? So anyway, I, I saw this post, uh, I think it was Tuesday, it might have been Tuesday, or maybe Wednesday. Um, and it was like, it was a, a post from someone and, it, and they said, the moment I I read, this is, the pers- this is what the person said, right? And I'm paraphrasing. The person said, the moment I realized this is the moment everything changed for me. And what the person said was, um, be the person you wish you had when you were younger. You know, we've all heard that before. Well, most of us have heard that before. You know, be who you wish you had when you were younger or be the person you wish you had, right? Um, And I read it and I was like, yeah, cool. Like, I don't think things changed for me. I think for me, it was a recognized, it was a recognition. Recognition? Is that word? Recognition? No, recognition? Yeah, recognition. Wow, it was. I don't know words when I talk on here. It was a recognition of... um, uh, that I, I, I had subconsciously been the person I wish I had when I was younger. And I feel like everything I do, as you guys already know, I've told you before, everything I do is to serve my younger self, is to serve other young, you know, black girls, you know, um, everything I do is, is, is within that vein. Right. Um, and, Ever since I was been in in power in positions of power, influence, um, whatever, and all of us have it. The moment you have an Instagram page, the moment you have a Twitter, the moment you have you're in a position. The moment you talk to somebody, anybody, you are in a position of influence. Um, power, hmm, different, debatable. You know, different positions, different places. It, it all depends, right? But as soon as I'm in a place of influence, um, a position of power, you know, where people are looking up to you, when there is a, a definite hierarchy, as in like you are the leader, tutor, guide, whatever, you are that person and they are not and they are looking to you in a certain way. As soon as I had that, um, and I had that from a young age, I had that as soon as I was an older sister. Do you know what I mean? As soon as I got to like, I don't even know, 15, 16, I realised that, you know, I've got to protect my little sister. Like, you know, early, early as a teenager, um, you know, 14, 15, I remember being like, yo, like my sister's going to look to me. Like, do you know what I mean? I, I, I remember that, having that responsibility, if you like, from a young age. So I, I I truly believe I became who I was because I wanted my sister to have someone who I wish I had. You know, I'm, I've got an older brother, very different relationship, you know, left home at 15, it's a whole thing. Um, so I never really had that person to really like, look out for me beyond your standard Oh, if anyone messages you, you says, come tell me. Like, just that. We we never spoke about, you know, life, boys, uh, friends. We never spoke about any of those things. Um, and that's, I think that also came from my upbringing. Conversations in the household weren't a thing that we did. Although my mum did say, come to me if there's anything, you know, if you have a problem with anything. But it was only like, if there's a problem, if something happened outside that was like super dramatic, like, then come and tell me. It was never like, oh, let's have a conversation about, your friends, it's never a conversation that we never had that. I never had that anyway. Maybe my, my sister and brother had it after I left, but I never had that um that thing, right? And I was always seen as like the the odd one out. You guys already know that from my past my past um podcasts. Um so I became who I needed. Like my sister often tells me, or you know, my sister often refers to me as her second mum, you know, um, no disrespect to my mum. Um, but I think there were certain things that I wished I had 
someone older than me to talk about or to talk things through. And um, there's, there were certain things I couldn't talk to my mum about. And I only realise them now because, you know, you're older, right? But like, I couldn't talk to my mum about entrepreneurship. Like she, she didn't know anything about that. And maybe she would have, you know, learned about it and then came and told me and helped me and guide me. But, you know, there were certain conversations, certain things you would say, I would say to my mum and just her level of understanding was just not, you know, not there because that's not the life that she lived, right? So I had people, I had like my auntie, my auntie Rita, MM. Um, she's a sick, like sick role model. Like literally I even modeled myself as a black woman of her subconsciously because she's a sick black woman. Went for what she wants, was in advertising, was in marketing. Like she did a lot of dope stuff. Um, I lived with her for a, little, for a while, as you guys know. Um, so she was a sick role model, but still it's slightly different in it because you're, you're a different person. So I realized... Uh, just reading that post that Rav actually become the person I wish I had, you know, someone that could talk to someone that I could talk to without being judged. I I think a lot of things, I know a lot of secrets about people, you know, like I know people come to me with a lot of things or quite heavy things. Um, And it's never from a place of judgment. I never talk from place of judgment. I never talk unless they're asking for help. You know, I, I always ask, you know, leading questions. So to kind of get them to kind of, you know, um, come to a conclusion, decision, ease or whatever, or just listen and be like, "Mm," you know, you know, say certain things and, um, that nothing to do with me, everything to do with them, or just don't say anything at all, you know, just listen and nod and just be there, you know? And I wish I had that. I wish I could, there were, I wish there were times when, I wish there were times when I could have, you know, spoken to somebody and not felt like I was going to be judged, one, but for two, not made to feel stupid, and for three, for it to not come back and bite me, you know, like, there's certain things I've told my mum or said to my mum, and she will subconsciously hold them, and it will come back, and she will use it, not in a vindictive way, but she'll use it and be like, oh, I remember when you said that, it's like, huh, like, why would you, and not just my mum, like, so many people will come back and, you know, bring things back. And it's just like, first of all, that was then, this is now. People change, people grow. People say things in in moments that are, you know, because they're angry, because they're sad, because they're happy, because they're whatever. Like nothing is set, especially not emotions. Like nothing is set. How you feel about your job, how you feel about somebody, how you feel about situations is not going to be set. I know for sure you ask me in a month how I feel about the my studio mates, it's going to be different. I'm probably going to be like, this is amazing because nothing is set. Like everything is moving. Everything is, everything is flowing, right? So how I feel now this past week, yeah, I'm angry and frustrated in a month. Ask me in a month. Ask me when we've been in there for two months. It's It might not be the same. It might be even worse. Who knows? But it's never going to, it's not going to be exactly the same way I feel now. It's not going to be. Do you know what I mean? So when something is said to someone or someone shares something or whatever, like, why are you holding that against them? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. I just would never want, I just would never want people to hold things against me. Um, You know, if someone does something, it's very different. When people act on certain things, it's very different. And of course, when people say things that are hurtful and are disgusting, very, very different. But someone's just expressing, 
You shouldn't hold someone's expression against them. Never. That should never be something that comes into play. Um, so yeah, I, I try not to, I'm only human in it, but I try not to do that, to hold things against people. And I, I think I often, um, do, I often do things that make decisions because I'm like, what would I have wanted if this was me? If this was me in this position, what would I like, want, need, right? Um, partly because I'm an empath, which I didn't, you know, know until a couple of years ago. Um, partly because I'm an empath, I realized, um, I, I kind of, uh, take on people's emotions and stuff. Um, so I have to be careful when I try, when I do or say things that I think people might need, but I often, um, yeah, that often happens. I often, I'm often, oh, raw, two, 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 twenty-two, twenty-two, ten, twenty-two. Wow. Repeating numbers. I often, um, my, my vibration, my vibration is super high right now. Yeah. So I, 99% of the decisions I make, are because I'm trying to be the person or I actively am consciously, subconsciously the person I wish I had, right? I I, I often think like, rah, what kind of mum would I want to be? Like, what kind of, what would my kids need from a mother? You know, I haven't even had kids yet. I'm not even with anybody yet, you know? And I'm out here thinking like, rah, like as a mum, would my kids be proud of me? Would they be inspired by me? If my kids are listening to this podcast, years from now, if my great grandkids or maybe my nieces and nephews and my great niece and nephews and, or, you know, cousins, second cousins, fourth cousins, whatever, like family members that have discovered me somehow are listening to this or listening to my podcast or seeing the work I've done, would they be proud? Would they be inspired? Would it be, you know, like I was just, I just saw a thing about, um, the Bob Marley, um, exhibition and I was like raw this man's like a legend right I feel like he hasn't died we're seeing new things from him like new released images that his daughter's doing as an exhibition and I'm like raw even in death yeah even in his afterlife yeah he is providing for his family he is being an inspiration he is inspiring a nation inspiring a people inspiring the world that is wild to me and it's a lot of pressure to to be thinking in your life how you're going to impact other people, you know, and, you know, how you would have been different if you, if you just had someone that was like you, or or if you had someone that provided all the things you needed when you were younger or when you were growing or when you were in uni, college, school, a mother, a parent, marriage, you know what I mean? All these things, all these moments in your life, if you had someone that was for you, um, how would it be different? It's a lot of, it's a lot to think about, but I can't help but think it. Like I, I don't know. I literally can't, since like 15, I just can't help but think that, you know, it it evolves, but I am actively living and being the person I wish I had when I was younger. And that's not just by the things I'm doing. That's also by the things that I'm not doing. The things that I'm, I've said yes to, and then an hour later decided, nah, they don't work for me. And I think, that is just as important, you know, people talk about saying yes to things and saying no to things, like it's cut and dry and it's really not cut and dry, you know, and I wish someone had told me this five years ago, it's not cut and dry and for those of us that that exist in a world where we feel like we are, once we've said yes to something, we're obligated to do it because we don't want to seem like we're flaky or we don't want to let people down, I want to tell you that's not true, 
Like I, I'll give you an example, right? So I, I'm on the board of directors for a charity called Accumulate. I don't know if you guys know, I think I might have mentioned it before. I don't know. But anyway, I'm on the board of directors for a charity. At the moment, we need a chair because we don't have a chair, right? A chair of the charity. And I said in our last meeting, um, wait, can I say this? Yes, I can. And I said in our last meeting um, that I would, I don't mind being the, the interim tra- chair, which is basically the, the, the chair, substitute chair. I just said, I don't mind doing it as long as I know what it entails, right? And the moment I said that, I was like, yeah, Tori, you'd be great. Yeah, Tori, Tori, yeah, yeah, sure. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I was just, I, I was roped in. I was just roped in. I was like, oh my God, okay, cool, whatever. So now I've had a conversation, maybe a week, eight days after with the founder of the of the charity. And um, she's told me all the things I need to do. And I was just like, yeah, see, I, ca- I can't. I was like, okay, okay, in the conversation. But I came off the phone and I was like, you know what? I can't do that. That's a lot of things for me to do. That's that's me being responsible for what everyone else said they're going to do. Ah, I could do it on a normal day, possibly at a push, but I have an exhibition. I'm in a creative space for four months and, I'm, and I have to create work. I've given myself the task to create work for my community, to create a place for my community, to create an exhibition for black people in South London, because that's what I want to do. That's what I want to represent. That's what I wish I had when I was younger. That's what I'm going to do. It's a heck of a lot of work, but that's what I'm going to do. And I can't now be the chair of the charity. I can't do it. So literally eight days later, you know, four hours after the conversation, I was like, I'm sorry, I can't do it. And, you know, the old me would have done it and I would have hated it and I would have excelled a bit. I would excelled it. I would have been amazing, but I would have been at the compromise of myself and I would have hated the, my whole experience of being in the studio, of creating. It would have been so highly stressful. And I've realized I, I am a high anxiety, stressful, functioning person. I can function very well in highly stressful situations and I will put myself last in in order to make things work. And people will say, well done, Tori, because, you know, my love language is words of affirmation. People will say, well done, Tori, that was great. Oh my God, how did you do it? And it sounds and feels so great when they're saying it, but actually... I hated it. I hated the process. And the reason why I hated it was because I didn't say no. You know, that's not them. That's me. Because I said, yes, 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 yes. Because I knew I could do it, but doing it at, at whose expense? At my own, you know, mental health. You know, being stressed all the time. Being like, oh, I can't do this. You know, like literally functioning anxiety fully, highly, highly, highly. Um, And I've only just realised that the past two weeks, that raw actually, I think it's normal to to be anxious and to be stressed while you're doing something that you love for other people and while you're doing something that you may not necessarily love, but you kind of like the feeling of being the one that's holding things together. Again, my position in my family, which isn't good. Um, Feeling like there's no one else to do it but you. And the reality is actually, actually... If you don't do it, someone else is going to do it. That's the reality. It doesn't have to be you. People will make you feel as if it has to be you. But if it's at the expense of your mental health, um, your physical health, your emotional health, your happiness, it don't have to be you. 
let's just put it that way. It don't have to be you. If you can do it and you're happy and it makes sense and you can still do the things you want to do, then great. Do you know what I mean? But I think especially for black women, we are so used to taking on so much and and functioning in like these highly stressful ways. Um, it affects our body, it affects our mental health, it, expect, it affects our physical health, you know? Um, we're so used to doing it and saying yes and being everything. And you're so strong, you're so powerful, you're so capable. Black women can do everything. Uh, not That's very true. It's not untrue. It's very, very true. But you think we do it and it's just easy. It's not, it's not, it's actually not easy. It's actually very, very difficult. Very, very difficult. And I think the moment we, you know, as black women, I don't know about black men, this might be the same for you guys as well, I don't know. But we as black women say, actually, no, I'm not. And actually, no, I need time. And actually, I can do this, but I'm not going to. Do you know what I mean? And that's for my best interest, you know? At the end of the day, I'm going to be happy about it. It would have been great to be an interim chair. It would have been great and a great experience, but I'm not going to dampen my experience of being in the studio and creating my first ever exhibition, my first ever visual study, my first ever, you know, community-based project. My fir- a lot of firsts for me, you know, in April. A lot of firsts for me with this exhibition. Um, it's called At Black in South. The, the name might might change, but at Black in South in, in Instagram, get involved if you haven't already. Like follow, see what's going on. Um, I a lot of firsts with me, a lot of firsts. Um, I've given myself a highly, highly, highly um, big, huge thing to do, um, but I want to do it, and I'm and it's stress that I'm that it's stress that I'm gonna have possibly have let me not put that in the ethos it's just that I'm possibly gonna have for the result that I want for a piece of work I'm gonna be proud of that's just that I'm doing for me and my community and my people right so I um yeah I'm super like I'm super proud of myself that I said no like three hours after having a conversation and it, it gave me anxiety to say no um, you know, eight days after saying yes, then a couple of hours after discovering what, you know, what the, it entails, I was like, no, nah, I actually can't do this, you know? And I think that white people do that quite often and they, they have no, um, no sense of like, oh, I'm really sorry. They're just, they just, they're just like, no, it doesn't work. And they're just off. And black people, I don't know, man, maybe because we've had to struggle a lot more to be accepted in places. We don't want to say no to things because, you know, we're already behind. We're already, you know, 10 steps behind, so although we are playing catch up, yeah, we're playing catch up, but you know, and now and now if we say no to something that comes in, it hinders us hinders us even more. I don't know, man. But anyway, I'm trying to create a reality that's my reality, that's not hinged on or less hinged on, you know, the fact that I'm black, the fact that I'm a female, the fact that I'm a woman, the fact that, you know, I'm 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 unorthodox as a as a person, I'm unorthodox in my work. You know, I'm an unorthodox in how I live. You know, my day to day is definitely unorthodox. Do you know what I mean? I'm trying, I'm trying to create a reality and actively creating a reality that is hinged on that, that I am all these things and I'm still highly functioning and highly capable of making a living, being happy, being creative, living my best life, loving people the way I would like to be loved, the way they should be loved, celebrating my people the way they should be celebrated. Um, I'm highly proud of myself for that because. All those things are the things I needed. 
I needed to see somebody that I knew doing those things because those were thoughts I had in my mind that I never saw anyone doing. And maybe people are out here doing it, but I just don't know who they are, you know? I don't actively see them. Um, and, and just hearing people talk about, you know, the way I've affected them in their lives. Um, Aisha Raya, aka Stormskate on, on Instagram. Um, you know, whenever I talk to her and connect to her, but we don't talk often, but whenever I do, like, she's literally like, you gave me the, you know, the inspiration to, to be myself. And I didn't even know I was doing that, you know? And we're talking about 12, 13 years ago. How old was I then? 25? Damn, 25. No, wait. No, 20. Wait, I don't know maths. Uh, five, four, three, two, 22. 22, 32. Yeah, I was 22. Flipping out. I was a baby. You know, 12, 13 years ago, 21, 22. And, um, you know, you've got a young person, you know, 10, 12, 13 years later saying, yeah, like you're the reason why, like seeing you actively be who you were, like show me I could be who I am. And I swear to God, yeah, that's one person. There are more. And I was saying to her when she came to my studio that I'm actively trying to accept the praise or accept the, you know, that's who I was for certain people. Um, I think about Danielle Sweejen, who um, talks about the first time she saw someone with a spray, spray can in their hand it was me, a black girl. She, you know, you see it on TV, it's like, you know, the white guy or, you know, a black person in America. The first time she'd seen someone actively in real life with a spray can in their hand when I was doing graffiti and stuff, when I was doing customising, was a black girl in Deptford. She's like, raw, that's me. And we are very similar, funny enough. She's like, that's me. And, you know, she's now does graffiti and stuff. It's so strange, like, to me. But it's beautiful because, yeah, like, I wish I'd seen a black girl with a spray can in her hand when I was 15, when I was 13, you know? There's so many things, like, and I'm proud that I could be who I needed when I was younger because it means... I am that for other people. And it's not just black girls and black women, you know, it's black boys, it's black men, you know, that are like raw towards like you're doing this, you know, like raw, you know. And and I'm proud of myself. And it's, you know, it's never ending. It's never ending. I'm I'm always gonna be that. I'm always gonna do things that I think and feel in my mind because I'm like, well, why not? I'm a human. 99% of the things I want to do have nothing to do with race, gender, you know, age, um, sexuality or anything like that, background. It's just a thing, you know? Being a, doing graffiti is a thing. Being a customizer thing, customizer is a thing. Being an actor, a director, you know, a dance choreographer, a creative director, um, being someone who customized shoes, be, like all the things I've done, you know, graffiti artists, nothing to do with ace, um, age, race, gender, or anything, those things. It's just that. And the moment I realised that the things I want to do have nothing to do with um, seeing myself didn't stop me. Does 
the moment I realized that the things I wanted to do have nothing to do with me, you know, all the physical things you see about me, um, then I, that was it. Like the world is my oyster, but it doesn't change the fact that we still need representation because for a lot of us, you know, even myself included, I still struggle certain times, even though I know it's not true. I'm still like, uh, can I occupy this space or, or how can I occupy this space? You know, a lot of us still need visual representation. Children need visual representation. The reason why you don't, you see, you don't see black people in certain spaces because we don't even know that we should be in those spaces. We don't even know we're missing from those spaces. We don't know, you know, and I'll say that, I'll probably say this to the, end of, to the time I die, because I'm sure I've said this before, but... I'm sure I said it before, but yeah, we, 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 we just don't know. So although there's no limitation on what we can do, um, sometimes there's visual barriers. There's barriers because there's visual, there's lack of visual representation. Yeah. There's no, there are no, there are no barriers to what we can do. Um, obviously there's barriers in the world, but actually what you can do as in can actually do physically do, um, yeah, there's no, there's no limitations, but we have barriers that are, that we have barriers that, that are there because of lack of representation visually, you know? Um, so yeah, go out and be the person that you, you, you wish you had when you were younger. And that's not even just in terms of career, that's in terms of attitude, that's in terms of how you, you know, you actually live your life day to day. You know, the thing is just like, raw. if I had that, would it be this? If I had someone told me this, would it be that? And just be it. Like, don't even think about, I want to inspire young people and I want to, whatever, just be it. Because in being, you are, you've changed it. You've changed the narrative for someone. They don't even need to see you. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure there's people that I don't even know, that don't even know me, that have seen me do something or seen me do my art or heard about me and it's changed something for them. I will never know them. They will never know me. They will never meet me. We will never have a conversation. So I will never know my name. But in me doing certain things, it's it's changed. It's changed the world, you know? Um, and this is, this is something I'm an advocate for, you know? Being who you are and what you need is like, what you needed is like, this is flipping life-changing, you know? Um, so yeah, man, that's, that's the end for me. I got it in there, guys. I did the segue. I spoke about once what I want to speak about, which is really cool. Um, shouts to me. I'm very happy that I'm very proud of myself that I did that. Go you, Tori. Um, let me know your thoughts on this episode. Share it with someone who may need it. You know, share it with someone who may need to hear this. Um, share it with your moms. Share it with your neighbor, your colleagues. You know, listen to it while you're in the gym, on your lunch break, or whatever. You know, do what he do. Um, and I have an exhibition on the 9th and 10th of April. You heard it here first. You guys are the first to hear it. So put the date in your diary. Um, it might change because we've got people in the flipping studio, but I, it might be a later date. It will not be an earlier date for sure. Um, but the 9th and 10th of April is when my exhibition is going to be. It's currently called Black and South, but I might call it something else. Who knows? Um... But yeah, it's gonna be in it's gonna be in uh, Catford, SE six, in my studio, and I'm highly excited, you guys. I'm so freaking excited! It's gonna be amazing. Um, that's what's spurring me on right now. I'm t- I tell you that much. Um, love, guys. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your ears. 
And if you want to reach out to me, I'm on Instagram, just one Tori, J U S T number one T O R I. Check out Black and South, B L A C K I N S O U T H. Uh, yeah, those are the two places I'm going to be at. Um, holla at your boy, girl. Um, peace. Bye.